Hey everybody, it is June 23rd, and it's 4 o'clock Eastern, which means it is time for Monster Mavericks. And that is the show where we talk about all things Splinterlands, investment, uh, future predictions, uh, happenings in the game, all kinds of stuff. So we got a few people in the house, and uh, you know, typically you know, people will file in over time. Um, so yeah, it's been, uh, it's been crazy times. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, but the uh, the market is, you know, the Splinterlands market is getting wrecked. Um, maybe I exaggerate a little bit. Ah, we got a wild aggroed, our one of our illustrious founders. Um, so yeah, he was able to make it, which is great. Um, yeah, it, he is here. So um, yeah, a couple things I wanted to to hit on this week. I mean, we have our usual stuff. With you know the the dark energy crystals market, the you know upcoming card changes, things going out of print, uh, all that stuff. But then we have a couple unique things. The 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 Splinterlands Discord has been a buzz uh, lately over uh, you know rumors about uh, <laughs> rumors about stuff uh, to uh, you know lawsuits and uh, people selling out and everything's going you know everything's crashing the sky is falling etc etc so um you know agmon actually joined me on air for a little bit and uh get his his thoughts on things um so yeah i mean i i did want to hit on on some of these uh some of these topics uh that are i think <laughs> it's all fud it is all fud i mean literally um but uh it's it is fear uncertainty and doubt and uh, and welcome, Agro. Hello, sir. Hello. You're muted in the room, so you have to unmute in the uh, live on air channel if you want me to hear. Oh, whoops. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, I can hear you. You can hear me. All right. Yeah. Uh, the audience can probably hear some feedback, so let me put in some headphones real quick. Yeah. <laughs> more setting and I should be good to go. Alrighty. Alright, let's try that. Hello? Hello. Perfect. Can everybody hear Ag okay? My mixer is showing that you can, but I just want to make sure. And Ron, you got to do something about this uh, pinging back and forth to Germany thing, because <laughs> if, <that's... laughs> if that's really you, type for us. We need signs of life. All right, great. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, show, show's only an hour. So <laughs> if you wanna, if you wanna dive uh, dive straight into it. Um, yeah, I got maybe fifteen minutes, and okay. then I'm gonna out of here. All so, right, great. Whatever you in my my continuing approach to be as accessible to players as possible. Uh, I'm happy to be on your show. Thank you for having me. I'm stoked that you yeah. keep running the show. It's yeah. fun. And um, I don't know. what. How how can I help you today, sir? Okay. Well, the, the rumors are swirling about some sort of lawsuit. Um, you know, I know uh, a lot of times companies don't want to comment on, on pending lawsuits, but is there anything you can tell us about it? Um. No, because <laughs> as far as I know, there's no actual lawsuit. Okay. You know, he, it, uh, I have not been served, anything like that. Maybe mm -hmm. we will be, but um, 
but there's nothing there's nothing that I can point to and be like, here is this thing. Uh, and if, and when that day comes, you know, you're going to you're going to you're going to see a, a lawyer whisper in my ear and I, I'll be like, we can't talk about an ongoing. Right. Court case. <laughs> you know, it's going to be it's going to be pretty. Um, it'll be it'll I think it'll be pretty anticlimactic to the people that are here for like popcorn and drama. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, there's not there's been nothing served. Um, maybe there will be. Maybe there won't be. I I, I don't know. Um, but you know, the one, the one thing I'll keep stressing more than anything else is that, um, we, we work with a group called bull blockchain law mm -hmm. and they focus on, um, blockchains business and have a specialty in NFTs. Mm -hmm. So as far as I'm concerned we are in, we, we are being, uh, consulted by like literally the like perfect people to help us. Um, Matt and I are very conservative when it comes to what we're doing with Splinterlands and the game and uh, do everything we can to assure that um, we act in accordance with U.S. law. Fantastic. So, you know, obviously I'm not a lawyer, uh, but I once dated a girl through law school. So, uh... <laughs> so you're basically an attorney. Then. <laughs> I mean, I did her homework for her. So, you know, eh. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I actually look at look at this as like. I, I, obviously, legal costs is something nobody wants to pay, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, there's there's the annoyance, there's the time suck, and and all that stuff. I get all that, but uh, I do think that if some kind of lawsuit were to happen, I think it, it's the best possible thing that could happen to create case law to establish that NFTs are property. Um. Yeah, that that's getting into the stuff that's beyond my pay grade. That'll take attorneys. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, having having case law agree can be helpful. You know, if it's if it's shitty case law, then that could hurt the entire industry. True. And if and if the case precedent is strong, uh, then it could help the entire industry. So, you know, like every everything with attorneys is always there's nothing definitive that will ever get said right. until like final verdicts come down. And then even when final verdicts come down, like every single word can be interpreted in lots of different ways and spun lots of different ways. So it's usually not even the first case that like settles your your case law. It's like the follow on uh, court cases right. that either uphold it, destroy it or clarify it further for sure. whatever edge case makes it into the law books next. Yeah. Well, you know, as as they say, law is discovered, you know, rather than handed down from on high, um, at least in the English common law system, uh, which is what we use. Uh, neglecting any admiralty, whatever <laughs> you have going on. <laughs> um, did, did you, uh, so, I mean, that's basically it. The, there is nothing going on. There's rumors circling that things will go on, but at the moment, it's just nothing. Um, so, <laughs> no, nobody's talking about Sun, Fox. Um, do you do you have any comments on on the um, you know some some old school alpha whales you know selling off cards and how that's uh, been depressing charts on on graphs? Um, well, the uh, the market cap when I look at it in Splinterlands, I, I, I've been I've been trying to watch this a little bit closely. We're at four point seven million on the on the Discord bot. Yep. It's, 
you know, it's not the highest that we've ever been because mm-hmm. we've crossed over five million. But right. um, so you know, the market's consolidating a little bit as some of the OG whales are selling off some cards. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like um, you know, Jeronic. I watched Jeronic go from like sixty four to fifty one. Like, okay, that's ten thousand dollars worth of cards sold, but. Uh, is that really the end of the world for the game? Is that, is that you know, pack our bags and leave? I mean, in some ways, uh, it's always good when the when the OGs are spreading cards to new players or yeah. different players. Right. There's there's some health to that. So like, if if one day I wake up and like card values are down to a million, I'll be like, oh shit, things are this looks catastrophic and bad. Right. But you know, some market fluctuation up and down. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop everything we're doing and, you know, go ballistic because people are, you know, like, I I mostly imagine that people are repositioning themselves, which I actually think is really healthy to do. You know, we're after having, you know, it's time to look at your card collection. There's a little bit of FUD around. Like, where where do you want to be? and make sure that you are um that your risk that you want to accept is um appropriate to how many how many cards or whatever whatever asset i mean it's not even just specific to our game it's just Mm -hmm. you know taking taking a pause to again figure out where you want to be i you know i find it really easy in this game to like you know i'm just playing and wake up and you're like how the how the shit that i get five thousand dollars worth of cards mm-hmm. like that that happens to people yeah um so waking up every now and then and being like hmm is this how much of this digital property or this this nft series i want to own i think that's a fair question to ask so i don't know i i i can i say that it doesn't bother me at all no. <laughs> uh can i say that I think some of this is healthy for the game. Absolutely. Um, but it's sort of, it's like, it hasn't reached an extreme where I think, you know, it's time to mass panic. Um, and we're pretty far away from that. But what do I know? I'm just a dude. You know, you guys, you guys get to make your own assessments and your own figure it out for yourselves. Uh, yeah, that is certainly true. Uh, you know, my, my take on it, I mean, this has only really been a topic uh, the last 24 hours or so. Uh, but if you guys uh, listening are on the Splinterlands Discord, there's a new channel called Deep Dive. It's deep hyphen dive. And uh, people have been talking a lot, like in like like it says, uh, in depth on, on some of these topics. But uh, my, my general feeling is that, you know, concentrations of you know, wealth, you know, in this case, you know, Splinterlands cards, it's, it's a good thing for them to be distributed out wider. Because, um, you know, in the short term, yeah, we have these, these fluctuations because, you know, alphas just don't trade all that much. So when a bunch go on sale, then it's going to depress the prices of those. And, um, but then, you know, as, as the, the number of people who own those expands, then it'll become a healthier, uh, more liquid market over time. And that might, you know, it, unless you're able to pick up the exact level of cards that you want, it might even lead to people like, I was only able to get a level three, so now mm-hmm. I have to go buy a couple more of these things. Yeah. Um, and so just by, 
by imperfectly spreading them out to more hands. Like in the short term, selling is bad for prices, but in the long term, you know, having a more uh, broadly distributed um, set of value holders for the game. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna. It's it's not at a point where I gotta cry, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and 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 I and I really respect the right and the ability of all players to come and go. Yep. You know, I like very early on i made a decision of like i'm not going to sit here and beg certain players to stay or leave mm -hmm. like it's not it's not in my best interest it's not in their best interest so um so my i i try to be as hands off with this stuff as possible that you know people can ask me direct questions and i i respond to the best of my ability and um you know then then people make their own decisions of what what level are they comfortable with yeah and that, that makes a lot of sense uh <laughs> ron wants at, wants you to beg him though beg him to stay yeah ron please don't please don't ever leave me ron please you're the, don't world, go. You're the world's best clown <laughs> at least the world's roundest headest clown he's he's the he's the most rondon clown in all of msp waves that is absolutely true so a... i mean i look it, it um there's some reasons to be afraid there's some reasons to be excited there's there's good things and bad things there's players coming there's players going i mean i i, I think um you know it's interesting times whether or not this leads to catastrophe well yeah. we've yet to see but i don't know well i i for one am not concerned about catastrophe um really it's just it's just another example of to me of you know the need for user growth and um you know the i look at uh, rafalski's site a lot and uh user growth has been has been steady so i'm perfectly happy with all that we're actually I mean, we've, at, we've, we've tripled the number of users in the last year we yeah. were down to 1400 and we're you know we're sitting up here at like 55 5600 accounts per day yep uh we're just uh, yesterday was a record 5342 according to um According to uh, Rafalski, no, should have changed that, the site. That's accounts playing. Yeah. Right. When you get to the season end, go click that purple button because we've hit we've hit, you know, fifty six a couple times too. When you account those that are just transacting, as well as those that are that are playing. Uh, let's see. And the purple button's fun because then you can see the two week spikes for yeah season end. That is true. Ah. There's like a lag on this though. Okay, here we go. So I stare at that thing. I I, I will I will check his site. It, uh, probably not more than once a day, but at least every day. Yeah, Fox. The 30, 31st of May. That was when the hot, the chain switch happened. So transactions were way down. But uh, that was just a temporary, you know, blip. Um. So yeah, did did you notice that he changed his site to HiveData.space from SteamWeb.pl? I mean, it's pretty. Yeah. So, uh, I don't think that the, the data has changed substantially. No, it hasn't. But uh, he, he made a couple improvements to the UI, which is, which is handy. Yeah. So he does, he, it was nice of him to build this. I yeah. use it all the time. Yep. Yep. And uh, if anybody like goes to, I'll actually just put the put the site in here. You know, uh, if you guys are watching on the on the website or on the on the stream, you can actually see my 
screen, but I, you know, I do the copy and paste and stuff. But, uh, you know, if you are brand new to Splinterlands and you go to the site hivedata.space slash statistics slash Splinterlands uh, and click join the game, that actually is a referral link for him, which will give him a little bit of support for maintaining the site. So uh, if you are a new player, I would say go ahead and do that. Uh, I send him a little bit of HBD every now and then. Oh yeah, <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing major, but just a little, a yeah. little thank you for running that. Yeah, it's a, it's a right. handy, handy source. I get, I give a lot of presentations about our game, and it ends up in a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the least I can do. Need some licensing fees. I guess. Uh, Eco says I sound like a trustworthy individual on radio. Well, thank you, I mean, Eco. It's yeah. yeah. Who doesn't like Neil? Yeah. Lots of people, gen- but you know, gentlemen. <laughs> so, um, so I have maybe five more minutes here. So, any okay. any, any other gotcha journalism that you? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so okay, I I do have a piece of gotcha journalism because you know I, I, you and I are, are pretty much on the same page as far as you know the 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 card selling and everything. So, the. The big issue with, the, you know, when you did the, the chain switch and now all, all transactions for cars are done in dark energy crystals. Yep. What, what do you say to the person who wants to sell, uh, you know, wants to sell some cards or, or whatever, and then, um, uh, and then they get this dark energy crystal and then they sell the dark energy crystal, but there's not enough liquidity in the dark energy crystal market, so it depresses prices, so they're getting less than what they really thought. Then there's withdrawal fees. What, what do you say to that person as far as, uh, you know, transitioning value out to, you know, external to the, the game? I mean, take all of that into consideration when you set prices. <laughs> okay. I don't know what else to share there. I mean, the other, like, if you don't, if you don't like this setup, you can always use OpenSea. And that will have a different set of challenges. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no. Are there any uh, transactions happening there? I haven't actually looked. Uh, it's been a while since I took a peek. I mean, there was there was a healthy amount for a while, so I, it's been maybe a month since I looked. So I don't know what it is currently. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look. Um, but that that was my that was my real gotcha because since you were generous enough to come on and, and invite a question like that. Uh, sure. But uh, learn market to set prices, aggroed. <laughs> That's a good summary, Eco Instant. I mean, like, what else do you want me to say? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the if market there's... is what it is. You know, like, if you if you own eight million, or if you own eighty million deck and you want to move it in a day, then you know that that you're going to pay a price at the market for that. Mm-hmm. And if you are patient, then there will be plenty of people over time that will chip away at it. I mean that. So yeah. just be just be cautious and be thoughtful as you, you know, as you play the game, as you buy your cards, as you think about selling your cards. Just map that out. Yeah, uh, that and makes I, a lot of sense. I don't have a crystal ball, right? Like, there's nothing. I don't know what that's going to look like at a certain time. Yeah, I'm I'm actually looking on OpenSea right now, and there's there's two thousand uh, one hundred forty two items up for sale on OpenSea, and volume over the past week was ten. Uh, 10 ether uh, or ethereum so that's actually a lot better than i thought it would be it's two thousand in the week yeah i mean and and a lot of the ethereum guys are not our guys right that's 
That's Not yet. Part of what my job is is to go get those guys hooked. Um, hasn't it, I mean it's happened a little bit, but yeah, there's more work to be done there for sure. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, so so I, I appreciate you coming on. I don't want to you know drag you too long uh, if you got to go do know. stuff. My, my, yep my my main my main point is. Um, Matt and I are very cautious. We have a basically the ideal attorney for our business, and we work to be compliant with U.S. law in everything that we do. And um, I don't know. Well, we'll see how that goes. But yep. that's at least our intention. That's what I can speak to without fail. Okay, sounds good. All right, guys. Bye. Well, hopefully you have a lovely rest of the show. Thank you for having me on. Thank and you. Uh, we'll speak soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So that was Agrot, founder, CEO, Splinterlands. Um, and, um, yeah, that that was really, uh, what's the word? That was really, uh, I think, rational, <laughs> I guess is the word. Um, every, you know, that all made perfect sense to me as far as, uh, you know, things going on with all these rumors swirling about so you know long term i have like zero concerns personally uh it's not investment advice but just telling you where I, where i'm standing uh about all these things so i feel like that's settled um <laughs> well, let's move on so there were a couple a couple really interesting pieces of news you know speaking of ethereum uh there was this article came out uh just a little while ago where uh, the 10 blockchain games with the most users. <laughs> Fox is getting started early with the drinking. And uh, yeah, so they, so they profiled the 10, user, 10 blockchain games with the most users. Splinterlands, obviously number one, uh, has, has a great little blurb here, actually. It says, having successfully transitioned from, Steam to the Hive, from the Steam to the Hive blockchain, uh, card collection DAP Splinterlands is riding high as the most popular DAP tracked by DAP Radar. Uh, Splinterlands is arguably one of the best examples of how to integrate blockchain features with gaming. Splinterlands is a PvP experience that'll be changing soon, uh, in which two players select from card collection to build a deck with the actual battle being auto-played in a deterministic manner by the game. Uh, deterministic, but with randomness. Uh, so that's, uh, that's very cool. It's always good to get some press out there. And then uh, it goes on to talk about some of these other games. Um, so Crypto Dynasty, which used to be on EOS, uh, is, um, is, a, is an RPG. It's on, um, I don't know what it's on now. Uh, I guess it's still on EOS. Um, there's Upland, which I'd never heard of. Prospectors, which was on EOS and uh, moved over to Wax. And, uh, you know, that's, I've seen, I, I tried starting Prospectors, but I never really got into it. Uh, it's an economic management game, which typically I like. There's Galaxy Blocks, uh, Drug Wars. Um, I guess Drug Wars is still on Steam. I, th I thought, you know, they left, they came back, they left again. I don't know. Uh, Jelly Squish, uh, which is kind of interesting. It's uh, it's just a regular mobile game. Um, I'm not sure uh, how it works on, on a blockchain, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's... It's great that we're seeing more and more of these of these games come out because gaming is obviously a huge business, um, and you know, getting growing the category is really 
where we need to be. And that's going to come with, you know, uh, Bitcoin, if it ever, you know, breaks out to new highs, uh, it's going to come with, you know, people learning about crypto through PayPal, uh, which was a big news item over the last week. Maybe Kat will talk about that uh, in the following hour on his investment show. Uh, so, you know, part, part of the challenge with Splinterlands, I, I've been beating this drum, I guess, for a long time, but, you know, a certain percentage of crypto users will find their way to to us uh, and they will become part of the ecosystem and the more users the better uh, but then there's the other part where you know we want to attract users just from the gaming community because you know there's I don't know hundreds of millions of uh, of people that, that game in the world and you know some fraction of those should be made aware of these kinds of things um, and you know whether they go into you know what chain clash or hyper dragons or, or whatever it is uh, that's all to the good as far as uh you know expanding the category and you know as more people come in <laughs> scared can't say what did it, so for those of you listening uh this show ends in 34 minutes and then immediately following that is scaredy cat's investor show and uh, I was what, what I was saying Cat, was that uh, you know there was the big news item this week uh, with PayPal saying they're going to support uh, Bitcoin purchases and um, I'm not exactly sure if they're gonna support transmission as well or just purchases or whatever uh, but that gave Bitcoin quite a little bump and you know the more people who use uh, I mean tons of people use PayPal uh, and so you know those people who are exposed to crypto through that will be additional uh, people in the in the crypto sphere and then some portion of those will come and make it make their way to Splinterlands so I just figured you might be talking about that in your show. Uh, so, you know, a lot of games are on wax. Uh, and there was this article. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, here they're already walking back up on it a bit. I, I haven't really followed the news exactly. Just kind of scanning the headlines. Uh, but yeah, PayPal doing crypto would be huge. So uh, WAX, uh, which is uh, the Worldwide Asset Exchange, is, um, you know, it's a fork of EOS, and now you can integrate that directly with uh, Splinterlands, which is, which is great. Um, so you were able to, to buy stuff with WAX, uh, but then the, like it says in the article here, uh, the key piece was put into place. And that is, uh, you, can, you can use WAX to... Uh, purchase credits on Splinterlands, which is, you know, the, the dark energy crystal proxy that uh, allows, you know, people to load up with uh, fiat currencies or wax or whatever. Um, so that's very cool. Uh, they are working to add wax uh, to tournaments and the ability to transfer, transfer uh, tokens and skins. Um, you know, to the to the wax blockchain, and skins is something that I think is really underutilized in in Splinterlands. Uh, there are skins available. There's one set, and uh, if you go to the skins tab, you can see them there. Um, but you know, you can see that virtually nobody's bought them. Um, like ten to fifteen purchases, uh, depending on you know which particular skin it is. But you know. I think the ability to, to make your own skin or to trade skins will be a huge, uh, a huge thing for, for the game, you know, once, again, once, once there's enough users involved. Uh, I imagine there'll have to be some kind of moderation in the skins because you want to be able to recognize it, you know, based on the, what, whatever card it's supposed to represent. 
Um, I, so Gerber's asking, can you trade skins? I think it's one of those things where there's the ability, but there's no UI for it. Uh, don't quote me on that exactly, but it certainly can be made tradable. Um, so yeah, I mean, people love skins. You know, people love the custom artwork. They like to they like to make their own stuff their own. So um, yeah, so right now these these skins here are just available for the people who bought them. That is true. I'm saying that we need to evolve that functionality. Um, yeah, more skin options definitely. I agree, Paul. Uh, but yeah, so you know, with with the wax integration and um, you know, I'm not I'm not a big wax user. I think I have an account, but I've never, uh, um, but I've never uh, really used it very much beyond you know, logging to prospectors once or twice. So, you know, I think. Um, yeah, so Jassic says skins are not tradable through UI, but sending is possible using custom JSON. So that's that's that was my impression. Um, but again, you know, just just having the skins that we have is is okay. Um, people aren't terribly excited about it because only ten or fifteen of them have sold. Um, but you know, once people have the ability to make their own skins and or there's just a wider variety of skins, I think that'll be that'll be great. Uh, great business, uh, all on its own, because um, you know people like cosmetics. You know aesthetics matter, even as much as you know my my aesthetic skills and insights are low, but uh, <laughs> but I understand that they that they matter at least. Um, uh, other news we got we got the splint turns. Uh, this is this is kind of fun. So um, you know I've actually been contacted. Um, by by someone on the team and you know the so we got these interns or the team got these interns from from ubisoft and um you know <laughs> and what i've been wondering is you know what are some like dream list uh projects that that we should think about um putting these these interns to work on and the the thing that I came up with was, um, you know, basically onboarding stuff, you know, tutorials, playthroughs, um, you know, because, you know, the game is the game is complicated, even though it's based on simplicity, the interaction of rules and everything gets gets complicated. So what I would love to see is basically a tutorial mode where uh, a new user logs in, you know, they set up their uh, their accounts and then they have the virtual cards and, um, you know, their starter set. And then say, okay, well, you know, walk them through, you know, doing these different transactions, you know, buying a card, selling a card, uh, burning a card, combining a card, uh, playing a couple battles, getting a feel for how the different rules work. It's like, well, you can't put uh, a ranged fighter in the first position because you won't be able to fire. Um, you don't want to do, um, you know, just just get them some experience uh, without any downside. So... Um, you know, I think that would help retention because like we talked about last week, you know, they're starting to do some Facebook advertising. They're getting, they're getting cost of acquisition at a uh, buck 50, which is fantastic. But then, you know, those people aren't, aren't really sticking around so much, at least not yet. So, you know, there's a conversion hurdle that needs to be done there. So I personally, I think that is, that is the number one priority for the, the interns. Um, obviously I don't make that decision. I don't make any decisions <laughs> regarding, uh, 
you know, the, uh, the Splinter Lance company. But um, I think that would be best. But if you have ideas, um, I would say, you know, go over to the Discord and share them, uh, share them there. Because, you know, they are looking for uh, active, um, uh, active ideas. So, that looks bad. Okay, um, that was, <laughs> so uh, Rondon uh, Jurunik is, um, I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it, uh, he's one of the guys selling alphas. Uh, if we go to the market here, we look for alphas. Let's see. So, uh, yeah, you can see on the, on the market page of, I'm just looking at comments here. But you can see that you can see the price and it's a trend negative 57 percent negative 50 percent negative 78 percent what that's telling you is that the 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 trades or the asking prices are reducing by huge fractions so um you know cards are cards are getting cheap as people are liquidating and um you know it depends on what you need obviously so like some of the legendaries are actually up which is amazing um so, <laughs> massages and feet rubbing for Yeba. That's a good idea, Dan. <laughs> um, so, alpha some alpha legendaries are, are up. Uh, Gold Dragon's down quite a bit, 32%. Spirit of the Forest is down 10%. But Selenius Sky is up 35%. You know, why is that? I don't know. Uh, you know, the market is what the market is. But most of the alphas are, are, um, are available, you know, much cheaper than they have been in the recent past. So if you're looking to uh, get an alpha account or to finish, uh, you know, a bunch of, um, if you're looking to finish uh, a level uh, or max out a card, then this is, uh, I think, a good opportunity for you. And, you know, the more trading, the better, as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, even if prices are lower, but they're trading, then that's, that's a real price. Because, you know, the alpha market values have been based on list or asking prices simply because there haven't been any trades so you know that's just that's just a wild guess basically and uh let's see here uh, so uh dan says journey sold some pretty cool ones last night at very good prices yeah so that's uh that's good stuff so like i said if you're looking to if you're looking to to buy in and complete stuff then i think now is your chance I feel like this is one of those things where it's like, you know, prices were super cheap when when the game came out, um, and then you know, alpha sold out, betas came in, alpha prices started to rise. I think this is like the last, you know, cheap-ish opportunity for alphas. At least that's the way it feels to me. Now I already have like three percent of all the alphas, so I'm good. <laughs> but uh, but you know, this is the chance for other people to get in to get those kind of OG collector. Uh, items, uh, you know, you do get the battle bonus for dark energy crystals, um, which is pretty handy. So, uh, my main account—that's mostly what it plays—is you know, alphas and alpha golds when available, just for that that percentage bonus on on each card. Um, so you know, make more deck basically, and you know they they have said that uh, beta will be getting a boost at some point. My guess is you'll get like a five percent boost instead of a ten percent boost. Um, compared to Untamed, but we'll see how how that goes. Uh, let's see. 
Oh, the other the other thing that is that has come up is uh, collection scores. So there's been a lot of ch chatter in the Discord, um, especially in the uh, in the Maverick uh, channel, where you know tournaments are still obviously you know or anytime tournaments are still fairly new and people are still finding you know things that, not not bugs necessarily but things they don't like about the experience so um one of the things is like strength of schedule basically so you know they're going to be implementing this collection score deal where uh in order to progress to different leagues um yeah paul uh paul says need more use cases for alphas it's only the 10 percent in a few tournaments right now isn't it yes that is correct so there are a few alpha only tournaments and you do get the 10% bonus to Dark Energy Crystals when you win a ranked battle. And that's it. Uh, other than that, you get bragging rights. You know, your artwork's a little cooler. Um, and you can say, you know, I'm, you know, I have the cool stuff. So, but yeah, it, more use cases would be great. Um, you know, this is going to be a thing, though. So, you know, as, as collections or as, as editions go out of print, you know, the trading volume is going to drop. And that's just, that's just the way things are going to be. Um, you know, if user growth outstrips the supply of the current edition uh then those some of those people will start to look back to earlier editions and, and buy up there uh but by and large you know the volume is going to drop uh quite a bit uh orbs uh, yeah i was going to talk about that gerber uh, we got nine thousand orbs left uh let's see here yeah so if we go to um hive data then we can see under purchases we can see orbs, and they are averaging 156 a day. So, uh, but you know that's that's over a longer time period. If we just look at the last couple of weeks, we can see that's accelerated a little bit. Uh, let's go to the last. Let's do the last month. Uh, let's see. We got. We're doing 276 a day over the last 30 days. And, you know, I believe that includes the uh, orbs that come out in rewards. Um, so, yeah, let's... Uh, 9,000, it's it's uh, not going to be that long. Even at the 276 rate, um, we got 32 days. Um, I don't think it'll actually be that long. Because as things start to sell out, uh, you know, people buy it and they, they stockpile. Um, so I would, ex I would not be surprised to see like a thousand orbs go in a day. Um, especially with, uh, you know, when you include the ones that are handed out rewards. So yeah, I would give it, eh, I would give it two weeks, maybe. Uh, what will replace the 1% for orbs? We don't know. We do know that the, there is not going to be an immediate replacement for orbs. Uh, whether they're going to slot something else in for that 1%, uh, I don't know, but, uh, you know, the, the, the orbs cards, there's not going to be, at least not immediately, there's not going to be another set of orbs. Because, you know, technically, the, these orbs are called the uh, Winds of Change collection. And, uh, you know, so I imagine there will be additional collections of orbs in the future. But, you know, Agrod, uh, I believe it was Agrod who said uh, that they don't have a replacement. There isn't going to be a replacement immediately. So when there will be that replacement, I don't know. Uh, if we check the orbs market, you know, it's been, uh, it's been dropping, um, you know, over the past, uh, couple weeks. And I think that's to be expected with them coming out as rewards because, you know, rewards are essentially free. So, 
um, we can see that, uh, <laughs> hey, Roland, I'm not pushing deck. I'm, this is an objective market, uh, analysis here. Um, but they're going for a dollar 12 right now. So, I mean, if we look at, so deck is 57, uh, you know, cents per thousand and orbs are 2,500, right? So it's definitely better off buying orbs from the market than it is from the, um, uh, from, <laughs> uh, than from Splinterlands, uh, at least as long as the supply holds out. But, you know, I, I really expect that to be a short-lived phenomenon. Yes, your mistake. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, I, it'll follow the same kinds of dynamics that, you know, the other things have, fell, have followed while, when they go out of print. Uh, you know, initially there'll be a big spike, and, you know, how big is relative, but uh, there'll be a spike, and then it'll come back down and, then, and you know, base, and then it'll slowly grind uh, higher. Um, but, you know, I think orbs, just in general, are underappreciated. I mean, there are great cards in the orbs, and they're just not getting the, the recognition in the marketplace. Uh, that they should. I mean, you know, the... I mean, we can take a look at them real quick. Let's take a look at promos uh, that are not dragons. Let's do all... All takeout dragons. And let's just look at the regulars there. 800 orbs. Yeah. So, I mean, these cards are great. Armorsmith is used all the time. Dwarven Wizard is used all the time. Mermaid Healers used all the time. Undead Archer is used all the time. Electric Eels is used all the time. Uh, the Goblin Chef is a good card. It's, it has its kind of like niche um, uh, approach or niche uses. Um, you know, Halfling Alchemist is not an orb, but it is a promo, so that's why it gets included in this list. We need some finer, um, finer selection criteria. Uh, Lord of Fire is a great card, uh, not used as frequently. Uh, Crypt of Pegasus, used all the time. So, I mean, when these cards go, then I expect them to to appreciate it, you know, follow that spike and and pull back. So yeah, Enchanted Enchanted Defender can be OP, depending on the rule set. Um, you know, when he gets up to, uh, you know, uh, four attack and, you know, nine shield and stuff, you know, he's still susceptible to magic. But if it's like uh, if it's weak magic or if it's lost magic, then he's a great guy, a great uh, card to use. Uh, yeah, I use Lord of Fire a lot too. Eco Instant. Um, Paul says he thinks it's because everyone has the orbs cards at this point. All of them are useful. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, what there were two hundred and fifty thousand, I think, originally. Uh, I'd have to check on that, but it was uh, it was a bunch. Um, Maybe it was 200,000. It was a million cards total. Um, but, uh, you know, even if that's true, where everybody has all the orbs that they need, I don't think it's true. Because, you know, uh, at, at max level, you know, consumes a lot of cards. But, um, you know, new players coming in, they'll see some of these other cards and they go, oh, I need to get Armorsmith. Like, Armorsmith is like a requirement, you know, to be competitive. I mean, if you're if you're if you're playing around in Silver League, then okay, you can kind of do whatever. But if you are um, if you are in the higher leagues, some of these cards you just need to have. Like when I play Water, I use Electric Eels constantly. Um, but uh, you know, it is what it is. So I, I'm just saying, expect that kind of market activity. You see spike, 
pullback and base and then grind. That's that's just what I'm saying. That's what we've seen with alphas. That's what we saw with betas. That's what we saw with uh, rewards cards, at least the useful ones. They go out of print. Um, exactly. Can't play low mana white without Armorsmith. Exactly. So if we go to Kyoku's uh, rewards cards, uh, Fury's Chicken is almost gone. Um, yes, Lord Anus is indispensable. You are correct. Um, so Fury's Chicken's at 98%. We'll probably see that those 98 guys, uh, the Fury's Chicken, the Beetle Queen, Naga Master, those probably will expire at the end of the season, uh, which is in, what was it, like six days, something like that? Yeah, six, six days, five hours. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Naga Windmaster is, is super useful. Beetle Queen is eh, not as much. Uh, but uh, Furious Chicken is used in like 52% of all battles. Jassic has the numbers. Um, <laughs> I always look forward to his posts about you know which cards are used and what with what frequency. Um, so yeah, uh, the the thing to stock up on at this point, I think, are the gold Furious Chickens because they are incredibly useful. Let's see what they're going for right now. Uh, chicken. And reward, and let's look at the golds. So, going for three seventy nine is the cheapest right now, which um, a little pricey, and they go up pretty rapidly from there. So, uh, you know, if you're looking to get some, might be the time to get them because I, same kind of thing. Once they go out of print, you'll see a spike, just like we saw with Lord Arianthus, and then it'll come back a bit. As people, you know, capitalize on the on that spike in prices, and but then it'll it'll base out higher than its imprint value, and then you know slowly, uh, slowly go higher. So that's just the the type of thing you want to look for. What's the URL of Peak Monsters? It's peakmonsters.com. Um, and even the regular chickens are are super useful, but you don't get the dark energy crystal bonus. So they're going for, uh, you know, five cents per. Uh, looks a little bit higher actually. Uh, looks about six six and a half cents per BCX on the regulars. Um, so if you have uh, uh, if you are running a lot of delegated accounts, then um, you know these are these are like necessities that you need. The other thing about delegated accounts is that um, we are in the testing process of the so far called Deck Four Hundred Four system. And that's going to be the new, uh, basically the replacement for Herons Unlimited. So uh, if the tests are looking good so far, uh, we had a couple of hiccups that we kind of ironed out. And uh, Gerber is, is, at least so far, <laughs> uh, doing all the programming here because uh, he's, he's a wizard. Um, and it's going to work, you know, very similar to what Herons Unlimited did. A couple, a couple changes, though. So basically, you're going to be able to delegate whatever you want. To an account and the people will play it or they won't and if people don't play it you won't make money it's very simple everything's going to be 50 50 split um and basically we're taking all the uh all the interaction part of it uh between the player and the owner out of it because that was just a source of just constant problems uh under the herons unlimited system so like i said everything's gonna be 50 50 you delegate whatever you delegate, and people play or they don't, and that's it. 
So if they don't, then you know we'll we'll take the account back. If the if the player bothers the owner and the owner reports it back to me, that player is just gone. And um, then the other part is that you know I've been thinking about you know the the whole bot issue, and you know I'm not interested in supplying a service uh, that just allows people to run multiple accounts on a bot because you know it's just it's just unnecessary um you know if we want to do that you know we can do that with our spare accounts anyways so you know it's going to require uh, a real life player and i'm still trying to figure out how to how to you know figure that out uh from what, like a proof of life kind of standpoint um so that has to be uh that has to be solved uh, if anybody if anybody has ideas, you know, let me know. Uh, you can come over to the Deck 101 channel, and uh, we can talk about it there. The, um, but you know, for for right now, I'm I'm thinking we'll be ready a week from now. Um, I'm gonna do so like we're we've been testing it with like, like ten accounts right now, and I'm gonna be um, I'm gonna be loading that up with a bunch more accounts, and assuming everything works out as far as uh you know the season ending and all the distributions go then we should be able to go live at the uh you know in a week or so so yeah equals in proof of decision making uh, you know because one thing i thought about was to um you know say okay go ahead and play these cards uh but then you know they could just stop their what their automated solution and then just um, do that one match and then say, okay, here you go. So I, I'm not quite sure um, how that's going to be. Maybe I could have somebody stream um, uh, stream their quests uh, and then we can see uh, you know, their decision-making process and them actually using the website UI rather than the command line uh, kind of thing. So uh, those are just some of the ideas kicking around in my head. And uh, yeah, you go... You, We'll, we'll add you, we'll put you on the list uh, for when, when everything is tested and, and ready to go. So, oh, there's my my brave ads. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else did I want to hit today? Because we're running close to the top of the hour. We've got about eight minutes left uh, before Scaredy Cat's show. Uh, the price of deck, uh, obviously, is uh, has been falling a bit. And that is tied into that question I asked Igrod. You know, if you are looking to move value out of the uh, the Splinter Lands ecosystem, you know, now that all sales are in deck, well, you're it makes it harder, right? Because before, you know, you could sell in Steam and you could sell in SPD, and uh, you you didn't know what you were going to get. I was like, a, life is like a box of chocolates and all that. But um, you know, if you got Steam or SPD, then that was very easy to transfer to an external uh, value, like Bitcoin or, or whatever. Um, but now we're locked into d to Dark Energy Crystals. So uh, either you you put them out over on OpenSea, which is a, an interesting option, and there does seem to be growing volume there, uh, which was surprising to me. And then, uh, or you make a private deal on the buy-sell channels in the Discord, or you just take the, the market risk of uh, you know, selling for dark energy crystals, and then knowing that the the buying liquidity is not super deep. So, here's a uh, the depth of the market at the moment. You can see that on the buy side, there's not a whole lot. Um, so, if we go to a million, 
uh, let's see, we got, we're all the way down to 0 0.0023 a hive, right? And that comes out to, uh, hive is about 25 cents right now, so that's 57 cents per thousand, uh, which is, you know, call it half price. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of rough. And, you know, if you're like looking to move a large amount, then you're going to pay some, some liquidity, uh, price. <laughs> we're about three gold chickens. That's good. Uh, and Eco says any known criteria could be programmed for, but now for forcing them to use a web app to play the rented cards and split rewards could be a solution. Yeah. So that is a potential solution. Um, but you know, any, any system can be gamed, right? It's just, uh, you know, is it worth doing or not? So, uh, we will have to, we'll have to wait and see basically. Uh, <laughs> so Fox is posting ice cream. I'm not entirely sure why, but, uh, it looks good. I'm actually lactose intolerant, so I don't eat much ice cream, but now, you know, my wife has found this, uh, <laughs> this almond ice cream stuff, which is just awesome. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so that's, uh, that's kind of where we are. Uh, VC dragon, you want stop bot or what? I don't understand. Speak too fast. I do speak fast. Sorry about that. I try to slow down. I, it's not that I want to stop bots. It's that, you know, the service that we're going to have, I don't need bots. I'm not interested in, in supporting players just botting because again, that's, that's another thing that I could do myself, you know, um, yeah, I'm just talking about our service. Uh, you know, the game obviously is going to always have bots uh, simply because of the, the blockchain nature of it. And I think that's okay, actually, especially in these early days. So this is a discussion that's been, you know, raging in the Discord for like two years now. And, you know, the bots serve a very important purpose because at the moment there are basically more, more cards than there are players. So, um, that is an issue and we need the, uh, we need the liquidity of, of, uh, of matches. So, you know, on, on the testing of deck 404, I've been, uh, I've been playing some silver level accounts manually and I've been, I've been, you know, you know, you go through the ranked match and I wait for the, for the matchmaking to occur. And it's like going to the very end of the of the status bar, you know, I think it's like a two minute, um, search, uh, <laughs> VC, I'm not going to stop you. You keep doing whatever you want to do. It's just not going to be on my service. That's all. Uh, so, you know, in the, in those lower leagues, you know, match liquidity is a real problem right now. Um, and that is, uh, that is a real problem. So, you know, one of the things I expect is that a lot of these matches, or a lot of these accounts on the deck 404 are going to be, uh, you know, silver and gold kind of accounts. Uh, we all know that right now, you know, level one cards can get into, you know, gold or maybe even diamond. That's going to be changing with the, uh, with the collection score system. And uh, I didn't get to talk about collection score in the tournaments, but we'll do that next week, I guess. Uh, once the once the collection score system is implemented, then the the leagues are going to have those minimum uh, those minimum portfolio values basically, and 
that is going to even further reduce the game liquidity in those leagues. So it's important that we have enough accounts playing uh, to make a, a good user experience, especially for those new users that are coming in from Facebook or whatever that aren't necessarily used to uh, the blockchain gaming uh, thing or that experience. So, you know, I bought, I actually bought all of uh, TC Polymath's old uh, Heron's accounts. So we've got, uh, pl you know, plus some of my own that I have already had. Uh, I think we have right now 170 spaces. And, you know, my own, uh, my own portfolio, uh, personally, I'll be able to fill like, I don't know, 40 of those, 50 of those. Um, and the rest of those need to come from you guys. So I, I hope that you guys will, uh, will consider using the service. And it's going to be the same kind of thing where, you know, all cards are converted to dark energy crystals and then dark energy crystals are split. Now, one of the things that's going to affect returns is uh, what happens with the reward system, because we all know rewards were kind of nerfed uh, from the farming, uh, be, you know, by including the potions and in, in the um, in the rewards. And. You know, under the current system, that makes sense. But under the collection score system, maybe that can be loosened up a bit or the percentages can be tweaked. Because, you know, I, I, I was playing some of those lower level accounts and, you know, I, I click reveal uh, the cards and, you know, you only get like maybe one or five or, or seven or whatever, depending on exactly what, you're, what league you're in. But then, you know, you flip them all over. And I had one uh, yesterday where it was, it was all potions. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. That is not fun because <laughs> you know you want something even even just the dark energy crystals which is still not as fun as a card but uh you know dark energy crystal is something you know the potions i mean I, at the low levels it takes forever for those potions to pay out in terms of altering the the percentages um yes so eco the service could be used by new players to test out the game that was exactly the purpose for uh for creating herons originally uh, when I asked TC, TC Polymath today to uh, to create the service, um, but then it ended up you know not really happening that way. People just got on and deployed a bot network on the on the accounts, and then that was kind of it. Um, you can pool rewards for players, but not owners. Maybe it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, that's uh, I think that, that'd be too difficult, honestly. Uh, but anyway, uh, that we're coming up on the hour. Uh, next up is Scaredy Cat, so stick around for that. He's got his investor show. He talks crypto. Sometimes he talks stocks and everything. Uh, it's a great show. And uh, we will see you. Same bad time and all that next week.